Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. It's Today FM. It's Dave Moore. I got Emmett Kermer with me. Um, and Emmett, Dublin Old School has lived for 10 years now. 10 years. Yeah. And probably even before that in your brain, I'd say. I think I was writing it probably in my head for about three years before. Before I that, okay. So to someone who doesn't know, and there are very few people, but let's imagine there's someone listening now who doesn't know what Dublin Old School is. Let's take them through what it is, how it becomes what it is today. Dublin Old School started. Uh, myself and Ian Lloyd Anderson, the actor who was in it, we're doing a show. We're both theatre actors. And we wanted to write something, or I wanted to write something that was quite contemporary. We were yes. doing a show at the time in the, in, the, in the Abbey. And it was a nice play. It was quite boring. Not boring. Boring to... Yeah, anyway. But in another era. Another era. Yeah. I wanted something contemporary. So I had an idea to write, not just a one-hander, but a two-hander that was set in... Um, well, kind of set in modern-day Dublin. And to make it a kind of spoken word odyssey through mm. Dublin that was based on brothers who haven't seen each other in three years and they stumble across each other after uh, after three years of not talking to each other. One of them is a homeless heroin addict. The other one is a DJ kind of careening through the city and they're both coming to a stage in their life where things need to change. Yeah. Obviously for the person who's homeless sure. and the person who isn't. So it's kind of this 70 minute comedy spoken word odyssey that takes in hip hop and rap and dance music, music and dance music and, yeah. and it's about the youth culture of dance music, maybe as it was around 2007. So okay. it's kind of like 10 years on now, it's kind of like a, yeah, not a museum piece, but it's like... But it's, it's getting on to almost 20 years since yeah. that was the, the, the central kind of time of it. And, you know, it was already, even when we first did it in 2014, it started off small and then it went, it started off small in the Beauty's Cafe Theatre, it then transferred to Project Art Centre and we'd done seven sellout runs there and then it transferred to the West End in London. You see, here's the thing, I have a list in front of me, right? So six sold out runs at the Project Sorry, Arts. Sorry, yeah, six. Massive run at Edinburgh Fringe, historic sellout run at London's National Theatre, winner of Best Performers at Dublin Fringe, and winner of the Stuart Parker Award for writing. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's phenomenal for a play to achieve all of that, set, as you said, in the background of a 2007 Dublin dance scene and two brothers meeting each other again. Like, yeah. it's some achievement. Uh, well, yeah. And I kind of th- think when it was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all grand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just kept going and going. And then when I went to London, I think I was like, oh, right, this is. There's something. Well, yeah. then it, it lived another life then because what a lot of people have seen is the film. Yeah. yeah. Which is phenomenal. Again, we spoke Thank at you. the time that that was out. Yourself and Ian Lloyd Anderson took it from from the stage and transferred it to film. And it worked so well, which I think is a challenge in itself. It, it, and it's usually different, you know, because yeah. usually when you make a piece of theatre, it can only exist on stage and you make it because you're not trying to make a film. You're yes. trying to make something that will live on stage and it's incredibly theatrical. And the rules are different and the, oh. the commitment with the audience is different. Everything's yeah. different around that. So it, you're telling the story. You are the person who is the camera, essentially, because yeah. you're telling people what they see. So when you make it into a film, the cameraman, the editor, the director, they take all that stuff. So the film was very much... The brothers' scenes, verbatim, but all of the other things that uh, are spoken about in the stage play, they're, they're the heavy lifting of that is taken on by the camera. You know? Right. And was that a difficult transition to take that piece of theatre and because it is a very different art form to, to to put the camera into it? It was it was hard. Yeah, it was. You have the one thing that you could jump ahead with the structure. When I was writing the screenplay, the structure was already there. Yeah. So that five-act structure, a three-act structure was there. So that was a new, not a new thing, but that was already, the heavy lifting was essentially mm, done. Mm. And you are giving up 
control of everything. Because when you're on stage, you're dictating you're the, dictating, the pace, yeah. Yeah. the speed, how to do the line, the line delivery. You kind of hand it over, you know, mm. and you give it to somebody else mm. and they take it on board. And then there's the whole editing thing, which I think people don't often realise that as a creator, you know, in, in theatre or in radio, for example, is a perfect example where it's my brain, my mouth, microphone, your ears, yeah. right? But in when you hand a piece of film, whether it's television or film or whatever to an editor they can come back with something completely different you're like what's this yeah I, I think I've seen a two and a half hour version of it epic again. wow <laughs> you know, I was like oh it's a Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> style you know trip across yeah, Dublin yeah. and then it gets whittled down into an hour and a half yeah so, so something has to go and then yeah. you know you lose things but okay obviously it's all for the pacing and for the consumption Think, of it things can be saved in an edit as well right you know, there's a lot of films that I think it was the Full Monty, for example, mm. I remember reading the thing, it was unreleasable. And then an editor went, give it to me. I'll, I'll have a go of it. Became this huge yeah, yeah. So what happens is the film exists in multiple different iterations and an editor comes in and what wasn't funny can then make something funny yes. with a quick edit and a quick uh, move of the camera. Well, well, this all builds to the fact that now it is coming back to the stage, but to the, arguably the biggest stage it's been on, it's going to the Three Olympia. Yeah, it's going to the Three Olympia. That's mad. That is amazing. And yeah, we're really excited about it. it, it that a venue as well is a great yeah. venue for it because it's a music venue and yeah. a theatre venue. Venue, so it's uh, it's the perfect fit, I think, for it. You no, know? it's a limited run, though. So it's, it's a limited run. It's only on for two nights. Yeah. It's on uh, the 4th and 5th of September this year. Tickets are about 70% sold out. So Well, get your hands on them because, trust me, Dublin Law School, I've seen the stage play and I've watched the movie a couple of times. To see it in the Three Olympia is going to be astounding. Yeah, so, we're hoping to blow the roof off. Right. Awesome. Get your tickets and go along and see that. I've got actor Emmett Kerman with me. I've got script writer. I've got, you know, now screenwriter. And I've also got a dad with me. So, so many strings of the bone now. I'm trying to learn guitar now as well to become well, that kind of all-rounded Renaissance uh, man. You I know? am. I'm a guitar player and collector. Oh, of So, course, I yeah. could give you lessons if you like. There's a couple of them sitting over here in the studio. You can grab any oh, of them if you want. Yeah, well, yeah. I can only play Wonderwall. So, I'm just going to... It's a great place to start. It's a great place to start. Uh, I love when people take on on something like that, honestly, because like um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a piano player, but right. I can fiddle around. And my daughter loves a particular Olivia Rodrigo song, and I'm trying to learn it. Can and you play piano as well? Well, that's the thing. I'm not a piano player. I can right. play guitar. I can play bass well, as in a player. Yeah. And then because I worked in music before radio, yeah. I can play the drums. I can play the piano to a degree. So like you are a multi hyphenate. You are a, uh, a Renaissance man. I don't know. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. see. But but it's the piano now is 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 where I'm struggling. So I'm at the level of I can play Wonderwall. I can play Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo. Vampire on the piano, and that's pretty complex. It's a start. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But I, lo but I do love when people pick up something and go, "I'm just going to do this. I'm yeah. just going to try it and see." And like, it takes practice and hours and effort. Yeah. But how are you finding the guitar? It's it's good. I kind of took it up kind of for my uh, my son. Yeah. you know, because he. Uh, do you know what? Miss Rachel, is that a thing? Miss Rachel Miss is Rachel? absolutely a thing. He loves, oh, yeah. he loves jewels, right. Miss Rachel. And uh, <laughs> when they are playing the guitar, he's yeah. like, oh yeah, he gets always like, oh, I used so to you, have a guitar, I'll dust it off. Terrible. Amazing. Don't know how he is yet. I, I think I've got about a year left before he goes, that's no. naff. You're, you know? you're safe. But they, really, just to let you, let you know, they will absolutely tell you you're naff. Like I stand there with my most heavy metal guitar plugged right. in really loud, playing it, and, and like they walk past the room and just literally look in and go, sick. <laughs> I'm like, am I not cool? Is this when not? does that kick in? When is that um, age? About six. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought the you were about to say 16 there. No, and I was like, That's no, all no, got. no. Judgment. I've got four years where yeah. you think some cool. Yeah, right. right now, yeah. Milk it for the four years. Yeah. Because once they hit six or seven, just forget it. Just, ah, there's no more look. cool, Dad. Yeah. Right, before you go, quick fire round. Ask all, all my guests these questions. Top of your head. What are you currently obsessed with? Oh, uh, 
Dune. Dune, Dune the movie, two. Dune yeah. 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just, it's kind of in my head. I don't know why. I seen the trailer. I was like, I have to see it. I read the book when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I read the book when I was like about 18. I was kind of, you know, I can't believe this. Herbert, yeah. And I, I seen the original film. I'd kind of forgotten about it, but then I seen the trailer and I was like, right. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Well, I've seen it. I highly You've seen the yes, film? Yes. Wow. I highly recommend it. Nice it's one. long, full of exposition, and right. utterly beautiful. Oh, I, I couldn't be happier. I, I couldn't be happier. It with it. That's, that's yeah. it's, it's the only boring. way to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, good thing to be obsessed with. Uh, who's the most famous person in a phone of yours? I don't, I don't know. Act being straight up, I don't know. I've kind of. Okay, well, throw a name or two at me. You must know actors and directors. I, and Yeah, like, I suppose I've done. Daisy Ridley? You no, she wouldn't be. But I've done. I've worked as an accent coach okay. on a lot of things. So, uh, Charlie Cox. Yeah. Josh O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, that's recently from The Crown. And a few other kind of people like that. So, but like, you know, that'd be it. You that's know what I mean? like, very impressive. That's only because it worked. Yeah, They're but that's like, what the whole point is. Yeah, you know, so uh, doing kind of um, uh, dialect coaching, sort of things like that. Um, when you were thinking back to when you were in about second class, eight years old. Right. What school were you in? I was in St. Mark's Primary School in Talla. St. Mark's. Did you bring a lunchbox to school? I did. What was in it? It was a Superman lunchbox. Oh, nice. I think, or the Zig and Zag lunchbox. <laughs> Brilliant. Theater Rocks, that yeah. was the time. Uh, really randomly, whole wheat bread, butter, corned beef. I remember corn, one of my favourite sandwich fillings. Yes. And cheese. And cheese. Cheddar. Yeah. Uh, Packet of crisps and knockoff penguin bars. Knock off penguin bars. Or knock off these kind of orange bars that Duns used to do. Yes, I remember the orange ones. Do you remember ones? them? Yeah. Or if it was like a nice uh, day, it was a snack bar, either the purple one, which was very bougie for the 1980s, True. or a snack bar that had the yellow one. You know, oh, the, oh, my yellow's my favourite. And I wasn't really into the pink one. Pink, yeah, the pink's gone now pink's these gone, days, is which is a shame. Yeah, they're just not around at all anymore. Right. Yeah, bring it back, bring it back, lads. And the final question, Evan, and forgive the weirdness of this, but I ask everybody because I don't. Okay. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Yes. Scrubbing away and. Well, like. I think, you know, if you just kind of have the shower, <laughs> talking about me shower habits, <laughs> if you are washing yourself and you're just allowing the soap to run down That's your legs, me, yeah. your legs aren't really clean, are they? I'm not using scrubs or anything like that. Sure, but you're, but I do but just you're give getting it a little, down. Just getting down there. Don't shave me legs. So there you go. There's a bit of information you need to do. You need to. We didn't know up to this point that Emma Kerwin didn't to, shave his legs, but then we do. You need to get into the weeds with a bit of that uh, stuff that essentially is like the same stuff that you wash your dishes with. But shower gel is all, that, all the same. It is all the same. It'll do the job. But you have to moisturise afterwards. You see, these are things I didn't know. They don't know. always. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but occasionally. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me on live national radio. And, and asking about, that. Yeah. Talk about how I uh, wash my lower parts, <laughs> lower extremities. Nice one. Emmett will never be back again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emmett Kerwin, thank you so much. 4th and 5th of September, a limited run at Dublin Old School. Emmett, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.